This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is a Morning Breath. It's Tuesday, April 21st, and we're going to get into Acts 14 because that's what we do. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with Jesus. Then we come down to the studio, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. I heard a rumor about doing some filming. Why aren't we filming this this morning? Anybody have any idea? You got a microphone, young fella. Talk to me. Um, why aren't we filming Warning Breath? Yeah. It's coming. It's coming soon. Is it? Coming soon, everybody. It's coming soon. We're going to be having a podcast that's video pretty soon. Is that right? Yep. Good deal. What else we got going on? We got Christian Hurston, Pastor Christian. How you doing? Doing great. Happy to be with you today. Morning breath is always one of my favorite things to to be joining you and reading the Bible with you. You know, whenever I say, whenever I say Pastor Christian, I think I'm saying two titles. Yeah. Like Christian Nick. Nick's a Christian. Yeah. And Christian Dan and Christian Christian. My son's got the double anointing. He's Christian Emmanuel. So it's like, oh. if there is a day, Pastor Christian Emmanuel, I yeah. mean, that's like the, the holy gauntlet there. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, Christian. I didn't Anna. know his middle name was Emmanuel. Yeah, my wife dropped my middle name. I, mine's a little more old school, Bernard. And so. Well, that is yeah, old school. It is. I love it. It's I'd my, drop it. Yeah, I'd, I'd drop that in a heartbeat. So from Christian Bernard to Christian Emmanuel. You know what my middle name is, right? No, remind me. Uh, Clyde. Nice. Yeah, so we talk about old school names. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people, my men in my Dad said the family were named Clyde. Yeah. We stopped that. It stopped. Yeah. Um, it's, it's too old-fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. A bit old-fashioned. Clyde? Are you yeah. kidding me? Anyway, moving right along. Yeah. What do you think, Bernard? Yeah, I like it. Or Let's Bern- move on. Yeah. Bern- Bernie's Bernardo. Ber- I think about that from West Side Story. Uh, Starry. Story. West Side Story. Yeah. Starry. <laughs> Starry, Starry Nights. Let's get into this. We've right. got some stuff. Tell them how to yeah. get involved and so we'll the read the chapter. connected, the easiest way always is with the East Coast app. And that's just titled East Coast app. You can find it on the Apple or Google Play Store. Just search for that. It's got a blue background with a little white cross. On there, you can get the program for Morning Breath. You can see our reading plan going forward. Yep. You can listen to past messages. You can watch the sermons and even listen to our worship team. All kind of stuff right there. Everything you need to know is on the app. You can also get your information on the website, which is ECCC.us. That's E-C-C-C.us. You can go to a podcast app. You can call the church offices at 321 321- 452-1060, and we can email or mail out the devotion guide to you. So really, there's no excuse. We'd love for you to stay connected and be involved with what we have going on. Also, we've got some outstanding online services taking place. Come so, on. Always so good. Is uh, I'm so proud of our production and graphics team. Yeah, they me are too. absolutely slaying it yep. for putting together a great experience for you. And it's not just watching a video message like you may see sometimes on social media. It's a fully immersive online church experience where I had a privilege of being able to host a service and we're praying with people and greeting. We had 10 people give their heart to the Lord during one of the services and we're we're fully engaged and connected. It's awesome. So we encourage you to get connected that way. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, let's get uh, on with the chapter today. And uh, we're in chapter 14. I'm going to read New King James. What are you going to read? I'm reading NLT. NLT, New Living Translation. We have 28 verses. So I'm just going to read through 14. All right. Let you read the last 14 and we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. I must say unto you, read, sir. 
Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of Jews and of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derb, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding region. And they were preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now when people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices, saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Zeus, who, whose, whose temple was in the front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Saul, heard this, they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude, crying out. Friends, why are you doing this? We're merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own way, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back to town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. After preaching the good news in Derby, making disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Poseidon, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled back to Poseidon, to Pamphylia. They preached the word in Perga and then went down to Atalia. Finally, they, they, returned, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where their journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the doors of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. Amen. You know, I like what the NLT did there. Uh, when you read uh, verse 26, mm -hmm. from there they sailed to Antioch of Syria. Yep. And then uh, earlier, when you talked about Antioch in verse 21, said they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, and that they that you clarified that that's the Antioch of Pisidia. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's, and mine doesn't, it just calls it Antioch in both cases. Yeah. And I know, 
even today, I was going to say as a young Christian, but even today, I've got to really pay attention to catch those things when I read the New King James or the King James Bible. I have to work to catch that, oh, that's a different Antioch. Yeah. And uh, so... one of the values of reading some of the modern translations yeah. is some of those things are clear without deeper research. Yep. The other side of that, and this is kind of a morning breath study lesson just for a moment. Sometimes if you don't have to work at something, you don't, your retention value is not very high. Oh yeah. And so I, I love that. If I was working at figuring out all the Antiochs in the Bible, that NLT would be valuable to me. Yep. But I don't know if I would have, I would, if it would just stick with me, if I didn't have to work at it some, uh, not that it sticks with me that great. I've had to work to know that one is Antioch of uh, Syria and one is uh, uh, Antioch of uh, Pisidia. Um, I've had to work at that a little bit, but I don't always remember that when I'm, when I'm reading through. So anyway, that's just a little thought that, you know, sometimes more modern translations, and I read them as well. I don't yep. just read the New King James, though that is my main study Bible. I do look at other things, but um, study is, you know, it's it's different. It helps. The other thing that's gone on here is we've had a big shift. Uh, the shift has moved from Jerusalem to Antioch. The shift is of leadership is now changing in the church, too. We're getting ready to have the confrontation and the conflict over circumcision is coming up in the next chapter. But we're in a very, very transitional time in the church. Mm -hmm. It is growing uh, out of Antioch now, not out of Jerusalem. Leadership is changing here. We see, we've actually seen in chapter 13, we saw, what was that guy's name? Um, uh, Let me see, I'm going to have to look back at 13, where it's at, Paulus or something, Uh, Sergio, is it Sergio Paulus or... Paulus Sergio, Sergio Paulus, I believe is the guy's name. I can't find it here in writing right now because I didn't study verse. Yeah, I see it, Sergio Paulus, well, verse 7. He okay. attached himself to the governor, Sergio Paulus, who gotcha. was an intelligent man. So when you look at that guy and you say, hmm, I wonder who that is, there's actually been some archaeological digs yeah. in this area where they found a guy named Paulus who was a leader in the city yep. that around 54 AD, which mm-hmm. is real real connected. Yep. That was when the monument was put up, so commending him. So he probably was from 54 back, yep. which would have fit this time perfectly. We've just had, uh, and Luke's really good at that identifying people and and putting in things yeah. that you can confirm either going back in history or going to other places a in the Bible. Mindset is yeah, his, he, yeah. He's very good at, you know, and doctors, they do a lot of that, you know, now where they, you have to have all the notes written up, Absolutely. you know, and all they the dictated it. notes and they store for, for sake. So there's some really powerful things like that in this chapter to help you understand what's going on later. For example, Paul was stoned in uh, verse 19 and and, uh, verse 20. And it makes you, when you read that, understand that they went to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch immediately after. And if you go to Galatians 4, this is kind of a has been to some people a mysterious part of Scripture of what it's talking about because it says some some things that, you know, is this really considered healing in the Bible? Is this work? But he's, uh, he's talking there, and he says, uh, you know that I preach because of physical infirmity, mm-hmm. uh, the gospel to you at first. 
and my trial, which was in my flesh. You did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. And when we read that, some people say, well, pardon our disease and ophthalmolian. Yeah. You know, they go through all this stuff and there's no evidence of that whatsoever. What we do know is that this in Galatia is where they went wow. immediately after his stoning. Yep. And so did he preach with infirmity of flesh? You tell me. Somebody stones someone to death yeah. with rocks. He, that means that means they're hitting you in the head with them. Yeah, and these aren't small rocks. No, that they no, used. they could have been as big as your head. Yeah. that they used, and they smashed your face with them. Yeah, do you think you might look a little rough? Yeah. when you got risen from the dead and walked twenty miles to the next town. Yeah. Hi guys. Yeah, glad to be here. Let me tell you about Jesus. I mean. That's really what's going on in that chapter. Yeah. And there's, even if you go to the end of Galatians there in chapter six, I shouldn't have closed my uh, Galatians section that quickly. But if you go to the end in verse 17, he says, let, from, from now on, let no one trouble me for I bear my mar body, mm -hmm. the marks of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And so uh, he's telling them that those weren't the only marks Paul, Paul bore. Yeah. He was beaten you know, with rods, whips, shipwrecked, shipwrecked. yeah, yep. bitten <laughs> by snake. Oh yeah, yeah. He had, he had, he had, he had a rough go of it in many, many cases there. But there is some really, really strong things to help us understand other parts of the Bible mm -hmm. without twisting them. Yeah. To our own interpretation. Seeing how they all tie together. <clears throat> yeah, and and even when Paul said about the thorn in his flesh. Yeah. He beseeched the Lord three times. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, we look at that and say, oh, well, that was, you know, some disease. No. Every time thorn in the flesh is used in Scripture, mm -hmm. it's speaking of people. The Judaizers. Yeah. The people who were chasing People who would pick yeah. on somebody. Yeah. And that was the case in the Old Testament. It's the case in the New Testament. And if we use Bible to interpret Bible mm -hmm. and not your imagination yeah. to interpret Inserting the Bible. your own yeah. opinion or justifying what you're dealing you, with. You end up with a, a lot clearer picture of yeah. what's going on there. Yeah. And so the answers are in the Bible for many yeah. of these things. If people would be, uh, you know, if they'd be honest and look for them there, yeah. they're found there. Anyway, I, I think there's tons of great stuff in this chapter that way. And that's all I'll say. What would you see? Well, I love, I'm going to hit on that a little bit is I wrote this down when you were sharing is when you dig it out for yourself, it means so much more. And you've obviously mined this out and found this gold, you know, digging it out because it's so much of it deals with healing in Paul's body and in his own personal experience. And then it means more. And so we encourage you today. Yes, it's great to listen to us, but we're really just set an example. You know, the same way that Paul says that what you've seen it's in good, me, Christian. do in yourself as you take your time. I loved when I started first opening up my Strong's Concordance, an actual paper Bible <laughs> and a paper Strong, so it wasn't just distracting by my phone. Or you could use your blue letter Bible. You can use those things and go dig these out for yourself and let God speak. That's why it's morning breath, so they could be a rhema word that comes alive and dig it out. And then when you're facing something in your life, 
then you can hold on to that word that you had personal revelation about. And I have clear memories of where I was at points in my life when God clearly spoke a revelation That's to me so good. and opened my eyes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen that. Has anybody seen that? And they, a couple people had. Yeah. But to me, it oh, felt no, like it was I get the it. first time ever. And It was the first yeah, time ever. <laughs> it's having those eyes. Verse 9 said this. This is what I had kind of taken note of when we were reading the it's chapter. Powerful. As it says, looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. And so this is two different examples. As Paul was looking to other people to be able to see, looking around, who's broken, who's hurting, who could use healing in their body, who could have their faith stirred up, is that he saw he had the faith to do it. But we could also be looking with our own eyes for what God has for us to open up. And don't just go through the motions. I'll I'll be vulnerable and honest here, is my Bible routine can sometimes be a little bit robotic. In addition to morning breath, I also make it a goal to listen through the Bible at least once a year. That's a regular occurrence for me is I have a one-year plan. It gets me through about four or five chapters a day. And as much as I, I love it, sometimes I can be guilty of letting that be a little bit robotic. Other times, it can be more like very vibrant and alive. And I've had it where I've done more than one time. I did three times through the Bible in a year. And then I liked it because I had more word going in. But when I do that, I can miss things sometimes versus when I'm really digging in and looking for that gold, looking for that treasure. And so spend some time. We teach this SOAP format, which is Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And that's what Morning Breath is, is take some time in this Acts 14 on your own, or the next time you do this, tomorrow is a great chance, Acts 15, and really go through. And if you find one verse that really jumps out, let God really minister to you in that. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm going to go back to verse 9 for a minute. It says, the man heard Paul speaking. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. And I'll stop there. There is so much going on in that little verse. Number one, Paul is looking through the crowd. Yeah. But I don't believe when it says observing him intently, that is just his natural seeing strength. I believe that there's something revealed to Paul by the spirit. Amen. And the only way you can see someone had faith to be healed is supernaturally. You don't see, I mean, because somebody's smiling and excited, you know, uh, there were different times in the Bible where somebody gets accused of being perverted of heart. Yeah. Because they were playing as a play actor. They were a hypocrite. That's actually what the word means, a play actor. You're you're acting one way, but you really believe another. Mm -hmm. You know, we see Ananias and Sapphira coming in and say, oh, you can have all our property. This is great. And then they drop dead. Yeah, it's a heart issue. So you can't see from the outside. You don't know really the heart of a man from the outside unless God would reveal that. And that's why the Bible says judge nothing before it's time because you're not really capable of doing it unless God reveals something to you. Here's the other thing that you have to see here is he he observed him intently and he saw that he had faith to be healed, Mm -hmm. not faith to be saved. I think that's interesting because they're really sharing the gospel in many cases with these people for the first time. So healing becomes a calling card that does end up, I believe, drawing this person to the gospel, but he sees he has faith to be healed. Now, I think faith is needed on both sides. 
Faith is needed by the person sharing the word of Christ. Yeah. And faith is needed by the person hearing the word of Christ. Oh, no, if God wants you well, you'll be well. No, that's not true. Jesus in his hometown could could do not many, you know, very few uh, works in his own town. Why? Because they didn't believe in him. And so unbelief or non-believing in someone's, and I believe there's three levels. You can be non-believing, which is sort of, ambivalent or indifferent you can be unbelieving which is a little bit more bombastic or i'm using all sorts of cool words today uh, uh combative or yeah. or obstinate. like obstinate yeah no i don't believe or you can be believing you know so there's different degrees Open of and ready to yeah receive. and like i'm i'm all, all in here and so we see this picture here of if you want to see healing in your life and uh, and and the miraculous, because I don't believe the guy just received healing. So let me just say that you got a guy that's never walked from his mother's womb because of a problem in his in his legs, his feet, and all that. So that gets healed. You do not know how to walk the moment you get healed. Wow. He's never done it. He's never learned to walk, yeah. and now this guy's walking. So uh, he leaped and walked. That's pretty impressive, you know, from zero to 100 miles. Yeah. And so I think not only did he receive healing, but he received working of miracles, which is what the Bible calls it in in Corinthians. That's working of miracles. And I think that's a very powerful, wonderful thing. And it's part of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's part of bringing the gospel to to areas that maybe haven't heard it before. I have been involved in sharing the gospel in a few few times in my life in areas in India in Africa, in Guatemala, with people who hadn't heard the gospel before, yeah. not heard it from, you know, a Catholic, a Methodist, uh, somebody hadn't come in with the wrong message, you know, from a, from the just a clean slate. Clean slate, and it's pretty amazing what you can see in environments like Absolutely. that. I have seen seen personally with my own eyes the deaf hear, yeah. the blind see, Absolutely. and crippled people walk, yeah. um, and uh, it's. It's a super powerful thing. I have seen that in my own life, not in those areas as well. Yep. I have not seen the blind sea in uh, in like modern, you know, area where people have heard the gospel before. But deafness I've seen healed and, and different things of sickness I've seen healed. Yeah. But uh, we live with a supernatural God who does supernatural things. And I can't find anywhere in the Bible where there was a move of God. Mm-hmm. Where something supernatural wasn't going on. Yeah, verse 3 says that, and I love it. It says, The apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord, and the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. Yeah. It's the same as Jesus. His signs and wonders will follow these. As Jesus went around healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil, and it said that many believed because of that. And I love that Paul and Barnabas had to do the same thing here, as they downplayed themselves. Immediately, these people wanted to make them gods and sacrifice. In the same way that we see in the gospel, is it says, I must in- decrease, he must increase. As Jesus would say, hey, go and go back. Don't make a big deal about this. You're like, just go back to yeah, your home. Yeah. Is instead of him being like, hey, tell everybody what I did and just make me popular, yeah. he was pointing back to God and would really just very humbly and quietly say, go be healed. 
Yes. It's it's a different mindset, but we could see the power of the miraculous and the healing opening up people's hearts to be able to receive the gospel more than anything. It's you're meeting their spiritual needs, but you're meeting their physical needs as well, which is so important. That's a beautiful thing. You know, you uh, look at this uh, journey here, and this is what some uh, would call the Gentile tour. Mm -hmm. And this took one to three years. And so a lot of times when you read the book of Acts, it's, it, it just goes by so fast. Yeah. That you that you miss some of that, like they're when, on foot, yeah, they're walking, they're, it, or that's it, a couple of times they're in a ship, or yeah. you know different things. But they are, you know, traveling very old fashioned travel. For example, when he got up and left, they departed the next day and went to Derb or Derby. Uh, that's twenty to fifty miles away, depending when the, on where they were at. We gotta go, man. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. 783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Verse 17, nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, fulfilling our hearts or filling our hearts with food and gladness. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the sign 
of, of God many times is a blessing. And I think we miss that sometimes. This nation has lived under an incredible blessing. Yeah. It's a sign of God. But let me just say that those are God's fingerprints. And people around us right now, maybe they're noticing the fingerprints because they're out walking, they're outside, they're trying to get out of their houses. Yeah. They're not wrapped up in just talking to other people very much. But what happens if some things could happen in your neighborhood where, I mean, tell me a little bit about what's going on with your life. Yeah, absolutely. We've spent more time walking our neighborhood than we probably ever have. And we're seeing more neighbors, meeting new people, talking. And this is a chance for us to really shine, I think, more than ever. And for not just Pastor Dane and I to shine, <laughs> but for you and Everybody. your neighborhood to, to pastor your neighborhood, to yeah. be able to figure Come out on. ways to, to find out how you can help and care for them is... As a church, we put out signs saying, is there anything I can do to help you? And putting your email or your phone number on yep. there. Is, yep. You could do similar things. Just you could be the hands and feet of Jesus yep. and to be able to help out in this world because people are looking for hope and for something different, and we can do that. Absolutely. You know, I met neighbors the other day that I, I knew them you know, vaguely and found out they come to our church. Wow. And it was like, oh, you do? Wow, that's awesome. Anyway, God's good. Get to know your neighbors and share Jesus with them somehow. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.